Inspirational women are increasingly popular in the news and media, but many go unheard and their stories are never told. Women to Watch with Susan Rocco captures the stories of many women who truly make a difference. Women to Watch is the vehicle for developing new leaders, encouraging younger generations, and in building self-esteem for future entrepreneurs. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another week of Women to Watch here on WWDB AM 860. My name is Sue Rocco, and I'm thrilled to be in the studio every week sitting down with some wonderful women in the Philadelphia area and across the country as well who are doing some wonderful work. And today I have with me Leanne Talbot, and Leanne is Senior Vice President of Comcast's Freedom Region here in Philadelphia. Welcome to the show, Leanne. Thanks, Sue. It's great to be here. I'm thrilled that we could finally make this happen. I know you're a busy lady, but I'm happy to have you. Um, I'd love to start with your growing up years in Minnesota and talk a little bit about your family and uh, some of the activities you were involved in as a young girl. Oh, absolutely. Even after being gone all these years, that accent still comes through. Yeah, sure, you bet you. I just can't lose it. I grew up in a a town called Anoka, Minnesota. It's the Halloween capital of the world. Yay. Uh, And it's also the home of Garrison Keillor. So if you ever have read Lake Wobegon, that's my hometown. I grew up just down the street from us. So it's a small town, a little bit north of Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. But my, um, I'm the youngest of three girls, and um, so very, very close to my sisters. And my mom and dad were both in blue-collar jobs. My grandparents had farms, so I can milk a cow if we're ever in an er- emergency, <laughs> let me know. Um, but a good skill set I've not had to use, let's right. just put it that way. But, you know, I think growing up in Minnesota was a... Um, a wonderful place to be. It's um, my parents both worked hard. Um, I'm the first one in my family who's gone to college. Uh, it was in our town. It wasn't really something you did. And so I, I knew early on I loved to read. I loved to learn. I had great teachers who mentored me, who saw things in me that encouraged me to apply for scholarships and, and things like that. But I was always, um, we had to work. You know, I remember I started, my first job was babysitting. I was in the fourth grade, and I had a newborn. Can you imagine? That's young. I know. Um, but I Obviously, these people were either very desperate or trusting, I'm not sure, but the child survived, and she's a mom to this day. I still stay in contact with her, but, you know, it was 50 cents an hour, and I saved all my money from the fourth grade because I knew I wanted to go to college and then did odd jobs, but, you know, everybody in our family worked. We needed to. So that's interesting to me. When you say you were the first to go to college, you were the youngest. Your sisters did not. No, they did not. They, um, When they graduated from high school, they both went and worked in offices. Um, but my mom worked in a factory. My dad was a custodian at, a, at our high school. Uh, and so, you know, in our town, very few people went to college. It just wasn't something you did. So I would say that your your work ethic clearly came from growing up and, you know, that's hard work, you know, that that's labor. So that teaches you, you know, discipline and, and, and hard work. You know, we, we grew up and we didn't have a lot of money, but we never felt like we weren't rich. And I think that's a testament to my parents on how they defined wealth. And it was really about 
unconditional love um, in the family. Our home was open to so many other children. Uh, we just had my mom's 90th birthday, and we had 175 people come. Aww. And kids, now grown, came from all over the country to celebrate her. But again, I, you know, I, I get goosebumps because I, I just, I, um, she's, a, she's remarkable. My dad's gone. But I think a true <coughs> testament to how to live a life. And that grounds me when I'm, when I'm challenged or whatever, or when I'm thinking, okay, what's important in this life? I think about my parents and how rich their life is. And, you know, really, they didn't define it how a lot of Americans today define wealth. That's really interesting to me. I would say that that when when you feel that sense of security as a young girl, uh, we talk a lot about self-esteem on this show and where that comes from. And I would imagine it came from your security in your family, mom and dad. Absolutely. I'm not quite sure where I got the competitiveness. Well, I did want to ask you about that <laughs> because that's a big part of who you are. Oh, I'm very competitive. Absolutely. Um, and I married my high school sweetheart. So Tom came from the same town. So the fact that both of us went to college when very few people did, um, he went to the Air Force Academy. Uh, we were going to celebrate our 35th wedding anniversary. He's still my very best friend. Um, I love him deeply. Um, and he's, you know, he's very talented and competitive as well. So he played. Your poor kids. <laughs> I know. He played Division One hockey um, at the Air Force Academy. So he has that sports mentality. I didn't play sports, you know, before Title IX. You know, we didn't have a whole lot of opportunities. But I um, was a yearbook editor. So we, we both found our own leadership. Um, capabilities, but yes, our children are extremely competitive. <laughs> <laughs> that can be a good thing. It is a that good, can be a good thing. A good so thing. I'm curious to know, you, you know, your interests were, um, actually you were a journalism major in college, mm -hmm. so clearly you had a, a little bit of an interest in, in that area, and I'm wondering when it was that you switched gears to want to be in business. So, and, you know, I always liked business, um, and I had the gentleman that I babysat for uh, with the newborn that trusted me was um, a Honeywell engineer, and he interviewed, or he was interviewed by um, Time because he developed the hand control on the lunar module that landed on um, the moon, and I remember, because I was very young at the, you know, at the time babysitting and was taking care of the kids when they were doing the interview at his home, which was right next door. And that was such an impression on me that I loved the journalistic aspect, but at the same time, listening to him and having babysat while he was going through and designing all this really had an impact on me that there's this whole other side of, um, of life, because I was always very creative, always you know, I had, I wrote everything, but to see that you, you know, to take that business aspect, it made an impression. So when um, we were married and we were stationed in Cheyenne, Wyoming, at Thomas and Missiles, and you either worked for the railroad, the Air Force in Missiles, or the phone company. Well, I don't know anything about trains, <laughs> um, and you don't want me with nuclear weapons, so <laughs> I, I worked for the phone company, and I started in um, employee communications, because that was my background. Mm -hmm. I was in PR. 
And I ended up writing um, rate case and financial testimony for when we'd go in um, and we'd have to ask for rate increases or changes to our business. And the CEO of our, of our state quickly found that I had this financial aptitude and kept giving me more and more. And I just kind of fell into it um, and said, I love this part of the business. And then went back and got my MBA. Um, and while I was working full time, and my husband did it at the same time. So we went to school at night, worked full time, um, and got, our, got my MBA, and he got his as well. Yeah, that's wonderful. Now, there is a children came along mm -hmm. in this story, and um, there is a wonderful story I read about, which speaks a lot to me about your dedication uh, to work. <laughs> and people may know about it, but many people probably don't. So I wonder if you can talk about the day that you went to work on your due date. It was my due date. Um, hadn't had. I want to clarify that I had not had one labor pain yet. Okay, but, <laughs> there were um, no signs. No, no signs. It was a Friday. Um, my due date with our son Jeffrey, and I was doing a, a presentation on our strategic um, business plan, and I had fifty male telephony engineers in the room, and I just said, "And if you have any questions, please ask them now because." I'm not going to be in tomorrow. My water just broke. <laughs> and I mean, honestly, it. I had water everywhere. And if you want to talk about putting a room full of men into a Uncomfortable. panic. And then I started laughing because all these men who are in control of, you know, a large telephone system in Minnesota were in a panic. And so then I started laughing. More water came. And um, so finally... <laughs> One of the women that worked came and got me. and Of course, a woman I, I, stepped a woman. up. She was. She said, let's go. And so I called my husband, meet me at the hospital, and she drove me in her um, Datsun 280ZX. So think about being very pregnant and getting into a sports car. <laughs> um, but she drove me to the hospital, and Jeffrey was born. A couple hours later, I did make it to the hospital. Good. But Good. I know, you, you know, you, um, you hear that you never know when your water's going to break. Well, trust me, it is it's a true story. <laughs> I love that story for so many reasons, but really I just feel that I love the way that it happened to you and you just handled it, and of course with humor, oh, which I can see is a big part of who you are. Um, can you talk a little bit about your children and, and what they're doing? Absolutely. Um, I'm very blessed with wonderful children. So our oldest is Megan, and she just celebrated her 30th birthday. And she um, has uh, two master's degrees in uh, environmental education and natural sciences and has been working in a lot of nonprofits and decided to go back and teach. So she is just um, going to start student teaching and she's going to go back and, and teach uh, math and science. She just has always felt the need to teach, so very proud of her. And she lives out west. Um, and then our son is an electrician and he works um, in businesses and, and homes in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. You can see that they never got out of the Wyoming mode. Right, right. right. Um, that's in our in their blood um, from our, we have a place out west and, you know, 
Megan was born in Wyoming, mm-hmm. not at work, um, but she <laughs> was born in a military base. So I had a great F-16 as my focal point on the wall, Right, <laughs> right. but they're doing well. We also have a young woman that came into our life as um, she wasn't our foreign exchange student, but ended up coming to live with us when she was 15 and has been in our life for um, 15 years now. And she is like a daughter to us, and Perrine is now in Switzerland and moving to Angola. Oh. So we're, we were just in, um, able to visit her and help her pack up her winter clothes, which she's now not going to need in Africa. Right. So three kids, um, two ours, one in our heart, and you know, all doing very, very well. Yeah, that's wonderful. Um, can you tell me what it is that you think um, has shaped you to have the drive that you do? I, I you know, in, in my research and reading about you and your life, and, and I'm so impressed with the work that you do, but you, there's so many things you're involved in outside of the actual title. And what is it that drives you? Uh, you know, I there's just something inside that um, I've always had, and and I've I've thought about this long and hard, Sue, but I I really think it's embracing who you are, and you know, not tampering that passion, but knowing that if you if you act and are true to yourself then good things just continue to happen so it's not like i had this plan when i was in sixth grade or even when i was you know first in my career to say oh you know at some point here's where i'm going to be but i knew i went back uh, my mom sent something as she was cleaning out her house from when i was a senior in high school and i i had on my list that i wanted to win the pulitzer the Nobel Prize in Literature, I had high dreams, or I wanted to run a company. So you had a list. That, oh, that yes, says something. You had a list. I had a list. We don't so all do that. Those three things. <laughs> so um, I'm, you know, I knew I wanted to do that. I knew that there were things outside um, this small town that I wanted to accomplish. And uh, and so I think it's just trying to always be open to those experiences Um and it seems to me the more I give, the more capacity I have. And it just, um, you know, it, it just fulfills me and makes me want to do more. And I would say you seem to enjoy the work as well. You're, you seem happy, you know, to be doing it. Um, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be in, uh, in the studio again with Leanne Talbot, Senior Vice President of Comcast's Freedom Region. We'll be right back. It's really tough for an everyday investor to find honest, personalized investment advice. Some brokers only push the latest hot stocks, and some financial advisors won't even return your phone call unless your account is worth half a million dollars. That's where the mutual fund store comes in. It's where you talk with your local advisor, someone you can meet with face-to-face, not somebody wearing a headset a thousand miles away. And your mutual fund store advisor will work with you to design an investment plan to help you get where you want to be. From day one, our advisors track your funds to make sure they're still right for you. Not everyone in the investment business can say that. The client comes first at the mutual fund store with custom investment plans to fit your goals, not ours. To learn more, visit MutualFundStore.com or call the Mutual Fund Store now in East Norriton and Cherry Hill, 877-239-8330. That's 877-239-8330. Hello? Hi, Kelly. It's Sue. Are you and Joe going to the kids' game after school today? 
No, we are stuck in traffic again on our way to the hospital for Joe's IVIG infusion. As usual, we will be at the hospital all day and won't be home in time. This is really becoming a problem with our work and family commitments. Hey, my friend's son receives his infusions at home with Walgreens. You know they are not just a retail pharmacy. Walgreens has a national home infusion program. He used to miss school, but now the Walgreens nurses see him at home after school. Wow, infusions in the comfort of our own home? Yes, Walgreens expert infusion nurses and pharmacists are available 24-7 to provide safe, one-on-one clinical support around your schedule. Talk to your doctor and call Walgreens Infusion Services at 877-974-4844 or go to womentowatch.net for complete details. We will, if we ever get out of this traffic, hearty har har. We can't wait to have these infusions at home with Walgreens. Thanks. Be well. Are you looking for assistance with your IT demands? Would you like to know that the people you hire have your best interest at heart? InSource is one of the region's most distinguished and fastest-growing technology firms in the Philadelphia area. Their only concern is to deliver your business long-term success to avoid reacting to daily crisis. Recognized as a top employer of IT consultants, they thrive on helping their clients exceed expectations. InSource delivers reliable and effective solutions to the technology needs of both small and large businesses as well as nonprofits and does so with the goals of your business in mind. With over a decade of recognized success, InSource provides its clients with both IT staffing needs as well as putting highly qualified project teams together. InSource is also a partner of ServiceNow, the fastest growing software company in the country. Contact InSource today at 610-592-0800 or visit their website at InSourceNow.com to find the quality help you need. When you are shopping, do you chuckle at the one-size-fits-all tags? Well, wealth management should not take a one-size-fits-all approach either. Companies offer different products and services for women, and they should. All women are different. Your plan should be as unique and personal as you are. So why are you still following your one-size-fits-all financial advisor? Financial advisor Liz Barker of RBC Wealth Management understands this. Her area of expertise is women in transition and being retirement ready. Call Liz Barker Financial Advisor at RBC Wealth Management at 484-530-2806. Again, that number is 484 484- 530-2806 or visit her online at www.lizbarker.com to schedule your complimentary custom wealth management plan today. RBC Wealth Management, a division of RBC Capital Markets, LLC, member NYSE, FINRA, SIPC. Have you ever wondered about the magic of Paris? Traveled there before? You haven't experienced Paris until you've traveled with us. I'm Chloe Johnson, the owner of CJ Tours. I became hooked on the mystique of all things Parisian after just one visit to the City of Light. CJ Tours, a travel, fashion, and product company, provides an experience unlike any other when it comes to exploring the hidden gems of Paris. We connect you with boutiques off the beaten path. We provide the opportunity to go behind the scenes with some of the most celebrated designers Paris has to offer. You can even purchase one-of-a-kind French pieces as mementos of your trip, or ask us to source that special piece just for you. CJ Tours and our unique products are designed to provide that Parisian je ne sais quoi and allow you to experience Paris like never before. To learn more, contact me at Chloe Johnston at cjshoppingtours.com or simply visit chloejohnston.com for more information. 
Welcome back, everyone, to this week of Women to Watch here on WWDB AM860. I'm in the studio today with Leanne Talbot, and Leanne is Senior Vice President of Comcast's Freedom Region here in Philadelphia. And um, I wanted to talk to Leanne about something um, I, I read about, that there was a mentor in your life, which I always find very, very interesting when people have accomplished great things and who has helped them along the way. And I understand that this, this woman was um, had an influence on you trying to encourage you to go from marketing to operations, which is a big, big leap. Yeah, it was. And she was very persistent because I didn't respond well to begin with. I was in uh, as an executive director in marketing for a wireless company, and it was growth. It was exciting. We are, you know, going through a merger and I was doing really well. So she came to me and she said, you know, you're really good at operations. You've got the financials, you've you've got the understanding of the technology, you understand business. I want you at some point, she said, you can have my job, but you have to go pay your dues and go learn this operations. And so to do that, you need to take a demotion and you need to move. And I'm like, oh. why would anyone want to do that? And I'm like, okay, yeah, no, thanks. Yeah. And so I said, no, went back to my work. She came back, did it again. And I said, no. And I had just moved my family like a year and a half before. So I didn't want to do another move. The kids were in school. They were doing well. They had just, um, you know, adapted. And so like, Hello, no. No. And I'm thinking, <laughs> what year was that? This would have been 1995. Okay. Or 1996. You know, and I'm thinking, this woman's supposed to be smart. <laughs> and so she came back and she said, here are your tickets. Um, you're booked to go tomorrow. And here's your interview schedule. And I'm not taking no for an answer. And you just have to trust me on this, Leanne. So I go. I get the job. Um, I move my family. And... We, um, I take a demotion to go learn um, the operations side of the business, and three months later, my boss quit. The merger started to go much faster, went through, so I'm now on a plane to go interview for his job, which is running one of the largest wireless regions in this new company and I'm on the plane going what are they thinking you know <laughs> and I got the job I went and interviewed with this the executives of this new company it was um, AirTouch cellular at the time and I got the job and you know the team just said Leanne you're going to do great we're not going to let you fail and she's continued through all these years to be a great mentor for me but it was definitely work, worth the risk and she saw things in me I did not see in myself mm-hmm. And once I learned to trust her, um, she was absolutely right. And I love the journey I'm on. Yeah, I I love that because I I hear that so often that someone else sees something in us that we don't see. But I will say that you had to have a belief somewhere within you to to know that you would be able to handle it once you kind of got acclimated and and learned about it. You know, it was really fun. And I've learned um, even just taking over the marketing role that I was in to take large teams and give me a challenge. I mean, I want a challenge. If something's running, you know, you know, just 
efficiently or if I'm not in like the headquarters location or if I'm not if there's not a new technology coming um, you know I I want that challenge yeah. that's what gets me up and going and you know to lead a team like I do now 6,000 people I mean that's a tremendous opportunity and I'm honored to have that responsibility it's it's a big responsibility and it's also there's pressure right I mean clearly you enjoy the work and and it's fun and exciting but it's also um, you know it's a big responsibility what are some of the things you do to to decompress when you're not in the office I have a couple. Um, I tried yoga. Yeah, that didn't work. I think I'm too tired. I did my groceries. I did on my list while I was doing yoga. So I still, somewhere I'm going to do that. So I'm learning French. Um, so that's kind of my that. I'm a voracious reader. Um, and I walk. And then I, I have really found that there are just times you need to find um, that moment that grounds you and keeps things in perspective. When our son was seven months old, we almost lost him to bacterial meningitis. Mm-hmm. And so I go back to those seven days where we didn't know if he was going to live or, or not. Um, and I remember you know, asking the doctor if he was going to lose his eyesight because that's where it started. And the doctor just taking my hand and said, Mom, we just want to keep your son alive. So when I'm needing that grounding moment, that's where I go, Sue, just because while I love what I do, this is a job. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's a very good job for a wonderful company, but at the end of the day, it's a job. Mm -hmm. And what's most important to me are those people that I love um, and the people that I serve here. So, you know, that's what keeps me real. That's so interesting because my next question was going to be why your motto is life is precious and each day is a gift. And I would say it stems from that experience. It does. And I think it's also, you know, I was raised with uh, in my family. We have a very strong spiritual faith. um, So that does ground me. And, you know, and I think a lot of that came from, you know, Jeffrey, he truly is a miracle. I mean, he's doing great. Um, he he is, like I said, he's an electrician. He's um, happy and healthy. And when we went to kindergarten roundup and the, I filled out his form and the nurse called me over and she said, I think you filled this out wrong, you know, as he's bouncing from table to table. Um, she said, you filled out that he, your son had bacterial meningitis. And I said, well, yes, he did. She goes, that that child? And I said, yes. She goes, you have a miracle. I said, I know we oh do. So, But each day, you know, each day is a gift. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a, a teacher, Jeff, Jeffrey did have to get some special help um, for a a bit and I remember one of his teachers said you know don't say today's a bad day you're having a bad moment in a really great day and I've never forgotten that and I think you know what a great way to frame Mm -hmm. how we we look at life Mm -hmm. I also tend to be extremely positive and I've been reading a lot of um, business articles that say you know positive leaders are are you know, good, right? Uh We all want to work for a positive leader. A leader never has a bad day. Uh So I've always been one that if there's a drop of water in that glass, I can see it half full. And I see all the opportunities. I never see challenges. I only see opportunities. I believe that so much. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, always things trickle down from the top. And, you know, the leaders are what kind of sets the tone. Um, You've won quite a a number of awards. And um, I'm wondering if there's anyone in particular that was more special to you and how what they mean to you in general I think um, one that stands out was I won um, an award for 
developing or having the strongest employee satisfaction rating and employee engagement score. And that, to me, um, speaks so highly of what I value because I want people to come to work and feel that they have a culture of respect, of value, and, and opportunity where they can be the very best they can be, and it's up to them to write their journey. Mm-hmm. And so that award meant the most. Yeah, because that makes them feel they're part Absolutely. of the team and part of the company. Well, and then they're also going to take great care of our customers mm-hmm. if, they, if they're if they vested in our success. And then the financials follow. So it's really, to me, it's taking care of that team, serving that team and their success, mm-hmm. and then everything else follows. So what are some of, some of your personal challenges on a day-to-day basis? We all can't do everything well, right? And we have um, especially when you're managing so much, um, what are some of the things that you struggle with that you have to kind of remind yourself? You know, I think it's always um, I'm I'm trying to I'm wearing my little Fitbit because I'm trying to stay active, um, and so I think that's part of it. Is you know sometimes you're in the office so much that you you know I, I want to make sure I stay active, so mm-hmm. that's always good. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's it's also keeping up with the technology. You know, I think about when I started, um, I learned to type on a manual typewriter, and now you, did I? And now you think about the changes in technology. So I. I make sure that I have people that mentor me that are much younger, that are in social media much more than I am or Mm -hmm. think of things differently. So that, to me, helps. Um, I think we need to have people who mentor us Mm -hmm. at all levels of ages. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I can help mentor them as I've got experience in business. They mentor me on technology and how a new millennium uh, generation is thinking. How do you feel about the, you know, what's happening in not just the country, the world, with women and this kind of, I call it a revolution, which is quite different from back in the 70s, the feminist movement, right? right? right. Um, why, is, why do you think it's happening now? And what is your take on how women are going about trying to find their place and, and move up in the corporate ladder? You know, I think um, having been a child of the 60s, it was always about choice. It wasn't like, oh, you need to go work or you need to stay at home. It was really that you should have the same choices as men and you shouldn't have any of the guilt or baggage that comes along with it. Whether you choose to stay home or whether you choose to work, you know, you should be able to make that choice based on your own desires and abilities and um, and not be hampered with what society thinks, right? So, you know, I think what's going on in the world, you know, there's, anytime there's discussion around um, inclusion, I think that's healthy because it opens up, um, it opens up doors and mm-hmm. it opens up the opportunity to, for some self-reflection of some executives to say who's around their table, mm-hmm. you know, do they reflect the communities they serve? Do they reflect their employees? And, you know, it's not just women. You know, I'm a very passionate about diversity. I don't want people who think like me. I don't want people who look like me sitting around this table. That I think that's a stronger business climate. Um, and it also is, to me, the right thing to do, to have an inclusive environment. So I think it's healthy to have the debate. I just don't want uh, women to let other people decide for them. It really needs to be about what's right for you. Mm-hmm. And you can have it all. 
you just have to realize it might not be all at one time. Mm -hmm. It's okay to think of your career like I did in sections, Mm -hmm. you know, in little parts of journeys um, and just enjoy the ride. Don't get so lost up in, you know, what's happening to me today to to miss the journey. Yeah, I think that's very important. I think that, you know, women are um, understanding that they don't have to be going for a certain industry or position because there's this emphasis on women and, you know, executives, executive women today. That's really important. Um, What do you think about the the big conversation about band bossy? (laughs) I'm sure you're familiar with it. (laughs) I know. You know, and that's when I think, I don't know how, if we will ever get through that because it's been the argument of all time. You know, I, I, I really try and say, you know, we, one of the things that I think makes women in the workplace um, better, and there have been some studies at Harvard and Oxford on this, is, you know, that we are stronger collaborators, you know, and there's something the way our brain is made up. Um, And, you know, so I think if you stay true to who you are, and, you know, I'm a mom, I know I'm a nurturer, Um, if I stay true to that, you know, then... um, Yes, if I come across as bossy, but I'm still being true to myself. But I'm telling people the truth with compassion. Mm -hmm. I'm giving them feedback because I care about them. I care about the business, and I'll tell them that. But also the fact that because I am nurturing, I, I watch to make sure that people don't think I'm soft, you know, that you come across soft. Absolutely not. I will make very difficult business decisions, but I'm going to do them in a way that's true to myself, that's compassionate, that's visible, um, and I'm not going to sit behind a table if I'm making a tough decision. I'm going to be out in front of employees explaining the rationale for that decision and, you know, asking for their feedback on how I'm doing as a leader and am I meeting their needs? So I think, you know, it's that fine line you walk, but, you know, bossy, yes, you know, it's all in the eyes of the of the beholder. You know, I think it's just be true to yourself, um, know who you are, and don't play that game, play your game. Yeah, well, my feeling is that I think both men and women can be bossy, oh, but, you know, bossy is not listening to your team. Right. Well, and I also think, you know, it's bossy, you know, sometimes you do have to, as the leader, you have to come in and you have to say, okay, here's our direction. And, you know, if you have that credibility, those times that you need to take that firm stand, your team's going to follow you. Mm-hmm. You don't have time to be collaborative. You know, we had the hurricane hit um, and, you know, we we just needed to act. Right. And so we were very <clears throat> decisive in our actions. Did that mean that we didn't have input from the front line? Absolutely not. But, you know, we were very decisive and bold and sometimes bossy could be perceived as bossy in, in making sure we are meeting the needs of our of our customers. Right. It's just time to take action. Absolutely. Absolutely. We should probably talk about Comcast a little bit. <laughs> and uh, there's a lot going on with Comcast, you know, so in our, it's very exciting. I love to see it. I, I actually think when I was preparing for this interview, I think that my very, very first interview ever was back in the 80s when I was in college, and it was with a gentleman from Comcast at the very beginning. But I can't recall what the position was for. I just know that I've always been rooting for Comcast. Thank you. Yeah. So um, let's talk about some of the things that are going on and what that means for you in your um, position. Absolutely. So I am am very honored to lead this team of about 6,000 employees. So I have all of the operations in about three states. So we... um, 
I have the people in the trucks, people in the call centers, you know, marketing, sales, all of that, finance. Um, and it's a very exciting time. We've got our new product, the X1 operating platform that's coming out. And, you know, it really is what we want to do, Sue, is make sure that you can watch whatever you want to watch on whatever device you want to watch it on when you want to watch it. So it's all about mobility right now. And our new platform, um, the work that we've done on Wi-Fi to make, you know, expand. We have the largest Wi-Fi network. So it really is utilizing technology to meet the needs of our consumers. Um, that's that's wonderful, and I want to hear a little bit more about it and, and some of the the, um, the community work that Comcast does. Um, we're going to take one last quick break, and we will be back with Leanne Talbot, Senior Vice President of Comcast's Freedom Region. Hello. Hi, Kelly. It's Sue. Are you and Joe going to the kids' game after school today? No, we are stuck in traffic again on our way to the hospital for Joe's IVIG infusion. As usual, we will be at the hospital all day and won't be home in time. This is really becoming a problem with our work and family commitments. Hey, my friend's son receives his infusions at home with Walgreens. You know they are not just a retail pharmacy. Walgreens has a national home infusion program. He used to miss school, but now the Walgreens nurses see him at home after school. Wow, infusions in the comfort of our own home? Yes, Walgreens expert infusion nurses and pharmacists are available 24-7 to provide safe, one-on-one clinical support around your schedule. Talk to your doctor and call Walgreens Infusion Services at 877-974-4844 or go to womentowatch.net for complete details. We will, if we ever get out of this traffic, hearty har har. We can't wait to have these infusions at home with Walgreens. Thanks. Be well. Have you ever wondered about the magic of Paris? Traveled there before? You haven't experienced Paris until you've traveled with us. I'm Chloe Johnson, the owner of CJ Tours. I became hooked on the mystique of all things Parisian after just one visit to the city of light. CJ Tours, a travel, fashion, and product company, provides an experience unlike any other when it comes to exploring the hidden gems of Paris. We connect you with boutiques off the beaten path. We provide the opportunity to go behind the scenes with some of the most celebrated designers Paris has to offer. You can even purchase one-of-a-kind French pieces as mementos of your trip, or ask us to source that special piece just for you. CJ Tours and our unique products are designed to provide that Parisian je ne sais quoi and allow you to experience Paris like never before. To learn more, contact me at Chloe Johnston at cjshoppingtours.com or simply visit chloejohnston.com for more information. Are you looking for assistance with your IT demands? Would you like to know that the people you hire have your best interest at heart? InSource is one of the region's most distinguished and fastest-growing technology firms in the Philadelphia area. Their only concern is to deliver your business long-term success to avoid reacting to daily crisis. Recognized as a top employer of IT consultants, they thrive on helping their clients exceed expectations. InSource delivers reliable and effective solutions to the technology needs of both small and large businesses as well as nonprofits and does so with the goals of your business in mind. With over a decade of recognized success, InSource provides its clients with both IT staffing needs as well as putting highly qualified project teams together. InSource is also a partner of ServiceNow, the fastest growing software company in the country. Contact InSource today at 610-592-0800 or visit their website at InSourceNow.com to find the quality help you need. 
It's really tough for an everyday investor to find honest, personalized investment advice. Some brokers only push the latest hot stocks. And some financial advisors won't even return your phone call unless your account is worth half a million dollars. That's where the mutual fund store comes in. It's where you talk with your local advisor, someone you can meet with face to face, not somebody wearing a headset a thousand miles away. And your mutual fund store advisor will work with you to design an investment plan to help you get where you want to be. From day one, our advisors track your funds to make sure they're still right for you. Not everyone in the investment business can say that. The client comes first at the mutual fund store with custom investment plans to fit your goals, not ours. To learn more, visit mutualfundstore.com or call the mutual fund store now in East Norriton and Cherry Hill, 877-239-8330. That's 877-239-8330. When you are shopping, do you chuckle at the one-size-fits-all tags? Well, wealth management should not take a one-size-fits-all approach either. Companies offer different products and services for women, and they should. All women are different. Your plan should be as unique and personal as you are. So why are you still following your one-size-fits-all financial advisor? Financial advisor Liz Barker of RBC Wealth Management understands this. Her area of expertise is women in transition and being retirement ready. Call Liz Barker, financial advisor at RBC Wealth Management at 484-530-2806. Again, that number is 484-530-2806. Or visit her online at www.lizbarker.com to schedule your complimentary custom wealth management plan today. RBC Wealth Management, a division of RBC Capital Markets, LLC, member NYSE, FINRA, SIPC. Welcome back, everyone, to Women to Watch. I'm in the studio today with Leanne Talbot, Senior Vice President of Comcast's Freedom Region. And we're learning all about the, um, the tricks of the trade that Leanne uses to, um, to do the big job that she has. And uh, while, uh, during the break, we were talking a little bit about networking and the importance of it. And so um, I'd like to hear, you know, what it is you focus on when it comes to networking and what's important to you. Well, I... You know, so I think networking can, it, it does have a bad name sometimes, but, you know, I think of it as establishing relationships. And, you know, so on my calendar, every Thursday, which I have now done for since I started working in 1980, I have a time slot that's just marked for networking, and I am religious about that. I honor that commitment. So, you know, whether that's just reaching out to someone I hadn't talked to for a while just to see how they're doing, whether it's, you know, I, I read um, different um, news magazines, and if I see women that have um, had a significant impact, I read an editorial by someone in the Philadelphia area. I wrote her a, a, a note saying thank you for taking that stand and supporting women. We've now gotten together. We've coffee. Um, she's helped me um, with some of the issues you know that we were trying to manage through. So you know it all serves us so well to continue to do that, and it's. If you're religious about it, if you're structured about it, that's what served me well. I took some time off, um, you know, just to kind of put my career on hold when the kids were little. And, you know, we we did that for five years. And then I decided, hey, I'm ready for more responsibility. Raised my hand, um, let my network know that I'm ready. And within two weeks, I was interviewing. Within a month, I had been promoted. But people said, well, that happened fast. And I said, no, it didn't. I worked it 
every week for five years so that when I was ready, I had it in place to just make it happen. That's, um, that's interesting to me that you had the forethought to do that. But I would also say that it's important, and, and you've touched on this several times, to be who you are and be genuine about it. So you're you're knowing the importance of networking, but you're also showing that you care, and then people trust you, and you develop um, a, a wonderful reputation. Absolutely, and I think that's one of the things that, you know, there's people say, well, how do you start it? Well, you once you start opening your mind to just saying thank you to people, saying congratulations, being happy for other people's success, mm-hmm. you know, that starts that's the easy way to go but you start thinking about you know whether you know it's the community activities you're in and if you're not involved in community activities I strongly encourage people to get involved great opportunity to learn leadership skills get that experience through community leadership but that's one of the best ways to establish those relationships that are going to serve you you don't know how but they're going to come in to be your benefit that's right it doesn't often happen right away and it's just staying connected and knowing what's going on in the world it's important Um, One of the questions I ask often, excuse me, is how do you balance um, all the things you have to do? And I think because in today's world, we do it one of two ways. We address everything as it comes at us all day long, phones, texts, emails, or we set aside time, um, you know, to address each. And um, I think people do it differently depending on how they're wired. How do you do it? Well, and I also think it's very difficult now to shut off. You know, and mm-hmm. France is looking at the law that says you can't send any emails to your workers after 6 o'clock at night and <laughs> things like that. I think that's a bit drastic. Yeah, a law. I don't know if I we need a law. But, you know, I do think it's important. Again, we talked about this earlier. Remember what's important in your life. And so I have um, a philosophy that on balance that, you know, the, the first 10 minutes when you walk in the door sets the stage for the evening. So I pick a point where, because I'm usually on my phone on the way home on conference calls or whatever, but I pick a point. I never drive past it. If I'm on the, you know, on the phone, I pull over, finish that call, or for those of you who this is going to like, if I say, oh, wait, I'm going to lose you because I'm in bad reception. Sorry. Um, I'm really getting to that point. <laughs> oh. So I just <laughs> close to oh, home. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, we all know now. <laughs> yes, I know. Um, but I take that last mile. I put on some music. I decompress. I leave my briefcase in the car. I walk in the door um, and I have done this my whole career. And that it's that reentry. You know, I hug my husband I you know ask him about his day when the kids were little I would be on the floor you know with them Tom first kids second Um, and you know it's just establishing that tone once that tone's established they can go on their way I can then go get my stuff come back in but I've let them know the most important thing in my life are those people and you know what? That's really that's a mindset that's going to allow you to do a better job in the work that you have to do. Right. And, you know, they also know that, you know, sometimes mom would need to take a call. Um, but they, they knew that. Um, but at the same time, you know, I've been able to balance that. And we talked a little bit earlier, you can have it all. You, you know, you just know, need to know what your capacity is mm-hmm. and then where your priorities are. And it's okay to think about your career in the span of your lifetime. Right, right. You know, and to take those time out. Again, work your network so when you're ready to come back in, um, it's okay to take some risks in your career, to take some steps, step back 
you know, because it might look like, oh, is this the right decision at this time? You know, I'm going to take a salary hit or I'm going to take a step back. If it's going to get you to where you want to go, take those risks. Mm -hmm. Enjoy the journey. And then, you know, you don't look back. Have you had some, some, I don't want to say failures, but some things that maybe haven't gone the way they should in your career? And, and if so, how did you deal with that? I think you have to, or you're not challenging yourself. Mine have been um, a couple of times when I have not trusted my gut. I trusted the data that. on the page, um, and I was burned both times. You know, I, I, in, you know, hindsight is such a wonderful thing, isn't mm -hmm. it? But I didn't trust my gut. And, you know, I'm the MBA, so I'm supposed to trust the data, right? right. But I'm the woman leader. I need to trust my, my instincts and my intuition. Yeah, I think that's a constant battle, mm -hmm. looking at facts mm -hmm. and feeling that our, our head and our gut are not in alignment. Um, I want to uh, make sure that we talk about Comcast Care Days. Am I saying Comcast Cares Day, which is a, with an, an annual event for Comcast and a very important um, event for you and the company. Can you tell us about that? Absolutely. I think one of the things that makes Comcast so special and why I love working for this company is it started with our founder. We're still a family-focused company, even as large as we've gotten to be. And, you know, we we really believe in giving back to our community. So on Comcast Cares Day, it's the single largest day of corporate volunteerism. And we will have, um, you know, 50,000, uh, I think we're actually going for 80,000 um, volunteers this wow. year across the, the country. And we will be out giving back to our communities that day in full force, in green shirts. I'm going to be at the Germantown Boys and Girls Club. And so I um, hopefully they don't make me paint. I am. That is not one of my <laughs> skill sets. Last year I painted on the New Jersey Shore, but um, I'm hoping they give me the garden this year. I'm much better at that. But we want to make sure that um, we're, we serve our communities every day. This is one day. We, it's part of our corporate DNA when we can really give back. And each year, do you do different types of charity work, or is it always the same type of work? We have about, in our the Philly area, we have about 50 projects, and we, we solicit a um, couple of different ways. We get feedback from our employees, and we also, you know, just through our requests that come in from the community, we balance where we can go in and serve, so it's a little mixture. Can you tell me, what are some of your personal causes? I know that you sit on several boards, and I'm wondering if you can talk about which ones are near and dear to your heart. Absolutely. I am um, all about um, digital literacy and and then youth development. So whether that's um, um, it's been Ronald McDonald House, um, you know, I've also Big Brothers, Big Sisters and then City Year have been um, big, um, big challenges or um, areas that I've been committed to. One of the other legacies that I've gotten from my aunt is she would bring me along. My mom worked, so I spent a lot of time with my aunt when I was growing up, and she volunteered with um, organizations with children with special needs. And so that has always been, um, whether it's Special Olympics, International Special Olympics, has always been part of um, our Tom, both Tom and me giving back. Mm -hmm. Both our kids are active volunteers. I think that's a legacy that I'm very proud we've given them. Jeffrey's coached a Special Olympics basketball team. Um, and so, you know, it's just something that we feel is 
critical to who we are, and mm-hmm. that's the giving back. Yeah, that's al- that's always uh, something that in, mm-hmm. an area in our lives mm-hmm. that gives us so much more reward sometimes than perhaps what we're doing in our mm-hmm. career. Um, we have a few minutes, and I, I would love to end the program with you speaking to the listeners and women in particular who might mm-hmm. be ready to take that next step mm-hmm. in their life. Perhaps they've been home as mothers raising children, and they have something, a dream, something that they've always wanted to do, but they don't have the belief in themselves. What would you say to them? I would say believe. Um, You know, take it from a a young girl growing up in Minnesota that, you know, if you have that desire, you can make it happen. I mean, I I went to college on scholarships and working full-time while I went to college. You know, worked full-time and got my master's. So I'm a big proponent. Go get your education. Believe in yourself. Take the first step. You know, if you don't have a college degree, start taking one class. It's, you know, Goethe says it begins with one step. Take that first step and believe in yourself. And then find people who believe in you as well and rely on them. You know, lean on them to help you on this journey. And there are a lot of wonderful people out there. They don't all have to be women to support you. But, you know, find those sponsors and supporters. Yeah. One of the things I I had meant to ask you about was your your take on social media. And social media is such a big part Mm -hmm. of how businesses need to market and promote what they're doing. And I think a lot of times women are intimidated by it and how much they should use it and how much, you know, maybe perhaps traditional types of marketing and and promotion. What what is your feeling about that? and, And how does Comcast make use of social media? So I think, you know, again, technology, it's all changed. Um, And we do make quite a bit of use of social media. Um, So I would make sure you know what's on your Facebook page. You know, it's always, you know, this is advice I've given my children. Right, exactly. Um, And then, you know, LinkedIn, also very effective. But I would say don't put, um, you know, everything, all your eggs in one basket, right? So make sure that you continue to network. You ask for feedback on your resume. You you go to job fairs. Um, you get your letters of recommendation. You get that, you know, look at your resume. Make sure it's solid, that you have that community leadership, that you have those strong results that you can show that when you've been part of an organization, you, you know, Here's not just here's the time I put in, but here's the difference I made to that organization, whether it's to the bottom line, but be very results focused Mm -hmm. on your resume. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it really is, you know, whether it's LinkedIn or if you apply online, it's how it's who, you know, and it's who you're networking with. So you can get your resume to the top of the pile. So don't forget about the traditional ways of networking. Yeah, that's great advice. Um, Well, if you could, if someone's listening and wants to get in touch with you to talk about, you know, anything happening with Comcast or just to get some advice, perhaps, what's the best contact information for you? I would say that they can get me through um, Leanne Talbot at Comcast.com, ComcastCable.Comcast.com. But we will um, always happy to give advice and network. Great. Thank you so much, Leanne. Well, I really appreciate you. you taking a whole hour out of your day to sit with me and share your story. Thank Thank you so much. Thank you very much. That's it, everyone, for this week of Women to Watch here on WWDB AM 860. And again, my name is Sue Rocco, and if you'd like to get in touch with me, feel free to reach out on my website at womentowatch.net, and that's the number two. Make it a great week, everyone. Thanks so much.
It's really tough for an everyday investor to find honest, personalized investment advice. Some brokers only push the latest hot stocks. And some financial advisors won't even return your phone call unless your account is worth half a million dollars. That's where the Mutual Fund Store comes in. It's where you talk with your local advisor, someone you can meet with face-to-face, not somebody wearing a headset a thousand miles away. And your Mutual Fund Store advisor will work with you to design an investment plan to help you get where you want to be. From day one, our advisors track your funds to make sure they're still right for you. Not everyone in the investment business can say that. The client comes first at the Mutual Fund Store with custom investment plans to fit your goals, not ours. To learn more, visit MutualFundStore.com or call the Mutual Fund Store now in East Norriton and Cherry Hill, 877-239-8330. That's 877-239-8330. Hello? Hi, Kelly. It's Sue. Are you and Joe going to the kids' game after school today? No, we are stuck in traffic again on our way to the hospital for Joe's IVIG infusion. As usual, we will be at the hospital all day and won't be home in time. This is really becoming a problem with our work and family commitments. Hey, my friend's son receives his infusions at home with Walgreens. You know they are not just a retail pharmacy. Walgreens has a national home infusion program. He used to miss school, but now the Walgreens nurses see him at home after school. Wow! Infusions in the comfort of our own home? Yes. Walgreens expert infusion nurses and pharmacists are available 24-7 to provide safe, one-on-one clinical support around your schedule. Talk to your doctor and call Walgreens Infusion Services at 877-974-4844 or go to womentowatch.net for complete details. We will, if we ever get out of this traffic, hearty har har. We can't wait to have these infusions at home with Walgreens. Thanks. Be well. Are you looking for assistance with your IT demands? Would you like to know that the people you hire have your best interest at heart? InSource is one of the region's most distinguished and fastest-growing technology firms in the Philadelphia area. Their only concern is to deliver your business long-term success to avoid reacting to daily crisis. Recognized as a top employer of IT consultants, they thrive on helping their clients exceed expectations. InSource delivers reliable and effective solutions to the technology needs of both small and large businesses as well as nonprofits and does so with the goals of your business in mind. With over a decade of recognized success, InSource provides its clients with both IT staffing needs as well as putting highly qualified project teams together. InSource is also a partner of ServiceNow, the fastest growing software company in the country. Contact InSource today at 610-592-0800 or visit their website at InSourceNow.com to find the quality help you need. When you are shopping, do you chuckle at the one-size-fits-all tags? Well, wealth management should not take a one-size-fits-all approach either. Companies offer different products and services for women, and they should. All women are different. Your plan should be as unique and personal as you are. So why are you still following your one-size-fits-all financial advisor? Financial advisor Liz Barker of RBC Wealth Management understands this. Her area of expertise is women in transition and being retirement ready. Call Liz Barker Financial Advisor at RBC Wealth Management at 484-530-2806. Again, that number is 484 484- Five three zero two eight zero six, or visit her online at www.lizbarker.com to schedule your complimentary custom wealth management plan today. RBC Wealth Management, a division of RBC Capital Markets, LLC, member NYSE, FINRA, 
SIPC. Have you ever wondered about the magic of Paris? Traveled there before? You haven't experienced Paris until you've traveled with us. I'm Chloe Johnson, the owner of CJ Tours. I became hooked on the mystique of all things Parisian after just one visit to the City of Light. CJ Tours, a travel, fashion, and product company, provides an experience unlike any other when it comes to exploring the hidden gems of Paris. We connect you with boutiques off the beaten path. We provide the opportunity to go behind the scenes with some of the most celebrated designers Paris has to offer. You can even purchase one-of-a-kind French pieces as mementos of your trip, or ask us to source that special piece just for you. CJ Tours and our unique products are designed to provide that Parisian je ne sais quoi and allow you to experience Paris like never before. To learn more, contact me at Chloe Johnston at cjshoppingtours.com or simply visit chloejohnston.com for more information. <laughs> 